Today I want to share a small thing that I found true for myself and for other people, for children and for grown-ups as well. And maybe if you think about this idea, it may turn out to be valuable in your life as well. Most of the time we take words and actions only at face value. And yes, if we want to be respectful to a person, we listen to them, we listen to what they say, and we respect that. And we see what they do and we <laughs> we respect that. Or we ex at least accept that that's the truth on the outer... On the outer... Hmm, a layer of reality. That which we usually call reality. Now, if we look at children, for example. I just listened to my daughter tell me a story about a friend. And they had had an argument for several days and they couldn't figure it out. So both decided that this friendship was over. And they are six years old. So, this decision I knew would last maybe for two days and then they would find back together. But the way that she described it to me was with words that didn't even make sense. Um, she described it like, no, this friend of mine is not a friend anymore because she was, I don't know, she was born in a different city. And this is why I can't be friends with her. The next day she came and she said the same thing. And then she thought again and she said, but I have another friend and she's also from a different city. But I can be friends with her. So, mommy, I really don't understand why I can't be friends with this girl. But maybe it's still because she's from another city. <laughs> I think... In these kind of circumstances, we can see how the mind works, how the mind needs to find a reason why something is not working. Somehow we cannot go get along. Somehow something is not working out the way that I wanted it. And there needs to be a reason. And maybe, maybe it's because she grew up in a different city 20 kilometers away. Maybe. Maybe that's not even the reason, but there has to be a reason. <laughs> the mind always works this way. Something happens, we don't understand, we immediately find an explanation. And sometimes the explanation is about the other person. Surely we can't be friends because the other person is this way or that way. Or we don't even know why, but it's sure it's because of them. And some people are more prone to saying that it's about me we cannot be friends and it's probably my fault so yeah I don't have an explanation other than that I don't understand what's really happening so I take the shortcut the brain always needs an answer because the suspense of not knowing is not it's not possible to to be with that we need an explanation. So the mind needs an explanation. 
Because otherwise, maybe, maybe it's our fault. If it's not their fault, then maybe it is our fault. And that feels really, really bad. And if it's not our fault, if we cannot take the blame for it, then we cannot be safe with other people. Because if we take the blame for everything, then at least we know it's our fault and we can control the situation. So this is what the mind does. And it does this in myself, in yourself, in everybody, in a child and in a grown-up. And this is most valuable if you have an argument with a grown-up person who you really love and you have this argument and you don't understand why this argument, then maybe, maybe you are looking at face value, words and actions, but they are just a child in on the inside like of this grown-up person a child that doesn't know how else to explain what's going on people who have not learned for several reasons to say what they truly need to say what they truly want so we have learned instead to blame the other person or to guilt trip ourselves and this is how we get angry and this is how we don't say what we want and this is how we don't say what we need and how we don't ask for what the other person wants and needs because we are afraid of feeling guilty, of losing the other person and so on. And this starts at, I don't know, three years age or something like that. So if we have people who we truly love and we want to find a way to talk with them, there is the face value, words and actions, they are there. That's true. And at the same time, there's a deeper layer, there's an an older layer, which is often on repeat, an old emotional hurt from childhood, maybe even. Somebody let them down, somebody hurt them, and now they are afraid that this is going to happen again. Something like that, maybe. So one way to go through this is to become really, really honest with ourselves. Are we saying what we truly want to say? Do we even know ourselves as well? That we can say what we truly want and can, that we can say what we need from the other person? If not, then how can we expect it from the other person? It takes a deep, deep, deep dive into the own soul. It takes a lot of soul searching to find that space within where we can truly say who we are, what we want, what we need. From that place, there is no need to be angry with anybody. From that place, we are in the seat of self. But it's a rare person who lives from that place. So arguments happen all the time. Misunderstandings happen all the time. So I think it's especially helpful to know this kind of thing when we do introspection and when we do look at ourselves and when we do look at our inner parts, our own inner children, 
when we do this kind of inner work, then knowing that our inner parts will also talk at face value about things that seem to be important, that seem to be true, that seem to be real. The inner child seems to be pointing at mom and dad who do who did things wrong. They seem to be pointing at the teacher who was so scary and at the other children at school who were bullying me. But that's just the surface truth. The real truth is behind that even. So I have been working with inner children for a while now and I see all these words and explanations and these blamings and all the guilt and the shame and the fear. But there is something underneath even that. There is something underneath that. There is an essence to it, a truth to it that is even deeper than the remembered storyline. The remembered storyline is something that the mind captured and it cannot be of more essence than of mind value. So it's like the same explanation. Maybe mom and dad were from different cities. Maybe they were even from different galaxies and this is why they couldn't understand me. But still there is no true grasping of what happened. So there is the face value even when we do introspection and inner parts work. And we can learn to distinguish between that which is just a word and a description and the information that it carries. And we can practice with every person that we meet, with every child that we meet, with every inner child that is there but doesn't have a voice and instead has a grown-up voice talking to us. And then we can do that with our inner parts that come up and that talk to us. You know the voice that tells you, oh, that idiot again, why did they come my way? (laughs) Why did they cut me? Why didn't they give me the change that I was expecting? Why? Why or why are people not the way they should be? These kind of voices are face value voices. Yes, they have something to do with the real truth, but the real truth behind it is more deep. There's more information in there. If we only just go at the surface, we will never truly understand ourselves. And if we never truly understand ourselves, how we are, how are we ever going to understand people and have good relationships and be at peace with ourselves and with the world? There is the face value and there's the essence. And looking at the face value, you cannot see the essence. You can acknowledge the face value. And you should, because it's there. It's true. It's real. Something is painful, they say. Something is painful, they do. You better acknowledge that. And you work with that. 
And then, second step, to truly transcend the experience, to truly go through it without harm, you have to look at the essence of the experience and what it teaches you about yourself, about human beings, about interaction between human beings, how you want to be with yourself and with others, and who belongs in your life, and under what kind of circumstances do they belong in your life. The essence, you can imagine, is like an, a huge pack of information and it's packed so densely by the mind just into words. It's like a coding process and you have to decode it, but you cannot decode it with your mind so easily. It takes time, but you can decode it if you look with your witness eyes with your consciousness if you look with your consciousness and not judging it with the mind then if you give it time to stir then after a while your your mind will start interpreting the information that you read with your consciousness and then from consciousness comes ideas and knowledge into the mind that hasn't been there before but that was encoded in the situation not in the words not in the actions but in the whole situation it's like a field of information if you're willing to read it both the face value action and words and also the essence if you're willing to look if you have a child in front of you who's upset, if you're willing to look. With children, it may be very easy to understand that they are just upset and they need you or somebody to just say, it's all right. Whatever it is, it's all right. And sometimes they need a hug. More often than not, they just need a hug. And somebody to be with them until they figure out their inner emotional turmoil. And grown-ups are very, very much the same. Just that it's a little more complicated because they learn that they don't deserve. They learn that they are guilty. They learn that they are not allowed to ask for anything. it's not as easy to just give them a hug and tell them everything's all right but essentially that's what everybody needs so what i'm proposing is to connect not only on the mind level not only on the level of words and what we can see obviously but on the level of the soul we don't have to ask them to do the same. We can simply connect with the information, with everything that there is. And we can do that same thing for ourselves. I suggest at least give it a try. 
even if you don't know what exactly I mean by these words. Give it a try to look at the deeper level also. Not only at the deeper level, but also at the deeper level. So as to have all the information that you could possibly get about any kind of situation. And after a while of practicing this, you get better and better and better. And you see situations that were difficult and like a riddle before, because the face value explanation comes from a confused mind and it's not logical. <laughs> it doesn't have to do anything with the real problem. You know, children who are upset and you don't even know what they are talking about may just be hungry. <laughs> and then you give them food and everything's fine and the problem is gone because there never was a problem besides being hungry. Some grown-ups are this way too. They have learned that maybe. They get hangry. <laughs> but just like that, everything that I sit with, sooner or later, shows its essence. And all the riddles, sooner or later, they have solutions and they have clarity and they have they have a depth and and a level of connection that wasn't there before connection with other people can be had if we are willing to look at all the levels not only the face value but the essence the essence of the person the essence of ourselves the essence of the interaction the essence of the situation, of the surroundings, of the conditions you're in. We tend to react, we tend to be quick. Because we want to make sure that we are not guilty of not helping. We are not guilty of not saying anything. Or we don't want to be involved at all, so we don't look at it at all. What if we instead just be with what comes from the outside and be with what the reaction is from the inside? And we don't judge them as uncomfortable. And we don't judge them as, don't want to have this now. Can't cope with this. Never could cope with this. I don't want this. This shouldn't be happening. Instead, become very still and listen to the essence of the situation. Instead of saying, this is wrong, this is an argument, this is not harmonic, harmonious, this is weird, I don't understand. Saying that, I really don't know. I'm really puzzled. This is a puzzle and I'm curious what the solution will be. And maybe the solution doesn't come now. Maybe it doesn't come tomorrow. Maybe it comes in one year or ten years. But I'm willing to, to look at it. I'm willing to, to see it with my own eyes instead of run away or make it go away. This willingness of looking at the essence of the situation changes the situation. The, the mere willingness, the mere intention of not 
being drawn into the argument or being repelled by it. The mere willingness to, the intention to really see it through with your own eyes. Not see it through by having the argument, but seeing seeing through the illusion that the mind creates. Even if the other person doesn't want to. It doesn't matter what the other person wants or not. They want to argue, you don't want to argue, you don't have to. It's not about what you do on the outside, truly. It is about being with it, no matter what. This intention can shift your whole life. Because it shifts your relationship with life itself. Not only looking at face value things, words, actions. Developing this keen eye for the essence and not mistaking one for the other. <laughs> I guess I hear you tomorrow. Have a nice evening. Bye.